Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, welcome to the Orios podcast. Yeah, so um, my name is Usman Ademola and I'll be your host for today. In the month of um, April, we'll be talking about stress management. You know, life itself is stressful. We have a lot of stressful encounters from our day-to-day activities. And then that we, I'm sure a lot of us have questions as to how to handle stress, how to manage stress. So to answer your questions and more, I have a friend and a brother here with me. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Mwaisi Emmanuel. I'm a doctor in training at the Lagos State University College of Medicine. And it's a huge privilege to be here to talk about stress as a topic. It's one that is actually highly prevalent in this part of the world, but not a lot of people want to voice out. You know, not a lot of people want to talk about stress, and it's a huge honor to be here. Uh, it's, a hon- it's an honor to have you too. You're very welcome, Mr. Emmanuel. All right, so we'll be going straight to the agenda, we, we, and we'll start with at least let's have um, an overview of what stress is all about. So, what do you think stress is? Okay, so the way I see it, stress is um, when there is emotional strain or physical strain on a person. Like the analogy I used to understand is if you think of a rubber band, right? You imagine someone stretching that rubber band. You know, there's a certain limit you get after which the rubber band now snaps. So you can think of every person as that rubber band. There are several external factors that stretch us a little bit, that place a lot of pressure on us mentally, emotionally, and physically. Now, usually these stressors, they call them stressors in the psychological space, they are not always the same for everyone. So it usually happens when there is an imbalance between the things we can control and the things we cannot control. So when there is that state at which someone feels overburdened, overwhelmed in their physical, mental, and emotional state, you can equally say that they are under some state of duress, they are also under some state of stress. So that's the way I see stress. All right. Thank, thank you very much. Um, so um, you, you used some words that I was thinking that I would capitalize on, which are um, physical, emotional, and mental. Because at the end of the day, we will definitely have some physical deficits when we are under stress, um, along with mental and emotional deficits also. So yeah, thank you very much for that. So um, in as much as we have a lot of stressors, as you said, around us, I, I still feel like most people don't they don't get to recognize these stressors or these triggers. They just live their day from one minute to the other without necessarily recognizing that there's a pattern to their routine, there's a pattern to their activities that has major stressors. But they just realize that they are always fatigued, they're always feeling stressed, they're always feeling overwhelmed and all that. So um, can we quickly go over some of the ways that um, People can try to recognize stressors. In other words, what are the things that can cause emotional stress, mental stress, physical stress? There's no, there's no, there's no pattern to it for some people, and for some people there there are patterns to it. So, what are the things that we can call stressors? Yeah, and then what are ways that we can recognize these stressors? All right. So, um, people relate to stressors either as an individual or as a group. Alright, individually, um, 
especially among young people, a common stressor lies in their relationships, right? So let's say um, losing a loved one, a condition where someone loses a loved one, or in a family setting where there is a conflict between the mother and father, even among the siblings. So for a lot of young people, relationships are, is, is a very huge stressor. Especially if you see a situation where someone is falling out from a heartbreak or a messed up um, relationship or someone that is just coming from a divorce, you, you understand. So as an individual, relationships are a very, 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 very huge stressor. Yeah. Now, in the workplace setting, for, especially for those that are working, in this part of the world, you find more often than not that one person can be taking up the role of two or three more people. You understand. So in that kind of environment, that kind of workplace environment, you realize that the, there are deadlines to be met, there are activities to be done, and in situations like that, whoever is in those positions, in those settings, tends to experience a lot of stress because what they are able to deliver on is beyond what they have been assigned. You understand? Yeah. And several other things can cause um, stress. So there are several other stressors. In a situation where a select group of people are under some sort of discrimination, let's say marginalized individuals like um, the, those that are black, maybe people that are marginalized according to their culture or class, um, there is a certain level of stress that they tend to experience in their societies. Um, going back to um, the George Floyd situation where there was a lot of tension among the black community in America, um, you observe that there was a lot of heated tension among those individuals. So for certain select people, you realize that they are subjected to certain stressors, stressors that may not be um, common to everyone. So there are other stressors, some could include um, those pertaining to money, Let's say yeah, an individual like limit. monetary demands. Yeah. For example, sorry to cut you short, but yeah. I think for um, for in some instances, the breadwinners of families yeah. they might be on some they might be under some sort of stress because there is this um, pressure that they have to meet up with the family demands. They have to pay their bills. There's of course the family has got to eat. They have got to have a roof over their head. Then there's the place of um, um, clothing and all that, and some other um, expenses of the house. So I feel like this can be some sort of stressor, mm -hmm. especially for those that are breadwinners. And it's so bad that, um, as you said earlier, where at the place of work, an individual is faced with several tasks. Yeah. So this person is under a lot of stress to provide for his or her family. But because there is a lot of work, he or she can't complain. And that puts the person under two major stressors. First is the stress at work. The second is the stress from the home. So I think it can be a lot for some individuals actually. And I think um, also another form of stress is societal demands. Take for example, the society demands that okay, at some certain age as a man, as a woman, you should be out of your parents' house, you should be on your own. In fact, some instances, it could be your old schoolmates that you see they are doing well in some type of way and you, we might, okay, I feel like this one is self-inflicted stress now, yeah. where you, you, you put yourself under the pressure to meet up or to match up with your peers because you see them on social media and you feel like they are doing much better than you are doing. Yeah, and um, 
Okay, so for students, of course, we can't rule out the academic stress, the 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 fear of failure. Yeah, yeah. so it can it can it can be crippling sometimes for some students, and mm -hmm. we we I think we should come to the realization of the fact that not everybody has the same assimilation power. Yeah, so for those that know their strengths and they feel like they are, they are average or maybe below average, this the idea of exams can really be stressful for them because they are unsure of what the results will be and then they are, they are trying to match up, they are trying to make up, they are losing sleep, they are losing their sanity almost and all of that. So I think that that can also be some sort of stress. Yeah. Another thing I, re I read about was that some sort of natural disasters can also be can huge also stressors. yes can be huge stressors and as parents we're also trying to find our way in that disaster but i feel like it should, it's important to also look at our teenagers and our young children our toddlers and all and try to reassure them of their safety mm -hmm. so it reduces the stress, stress of their uh, stress levels on them because at the end of the day it's going to affect them and if it affects them it's going to affect the whole family all right so we've said what stress are and then we've tried to mm -hmm. recognize some stressors. Yeah. Now it's possible that we might have not mentioned some other stressors some that some other individuals are actually facing. Of course we can't cover every spectrum of the topic. But I feel like as individuals we should be vigilant to those things that puts us on edge. I think yeah. those things can be classified as stressors. For some people, you handle a situation better than others. So that situation might not be a stressor for you, but for another individual, it can be a stressor. You understand that kind of thing. So um, we've said people can experience stress physically, they can experience stress emotionally, they can experience stress mentally. So um, that's just um, on the surface. Can you think of anything, Mr. Emmanuel, like any physical experience of stress or any mental or emotional experience of stress physical experience of stress um okay i would say i will boil back to the workplace the okay. workplace setting yeah. again because let's take for instance those who go through menial jobs yeah you know the bricklayers um those that undergo heavily intensive jobs yeah you understand in in those circumstances we see a direct correlation between the physical activity they engage in and the toll it takes on their body yes. so many times you see that if you check certain tells like um check their blood pressure more, more often than not it's usually high so yes. in those situations now this is it explains very clearly especially in this part of the world where a lot of people are trying to make ends meet so you see that there's a direct correlation between um, the physical activities some people engage in and the stress levels, the toll it takes on their body. And um, the mental aspects you mentioned earlier, um, let's say someone in an academic setting, you understand, burnout, um, yeah. depression, anxiety, anxiety, sadness, depression sadness. as you said. Because I feel like um, at the end of the day, when even after all the stress towards preparing for the exams, mm -hmm. yeah, when they don't, when students don't perform as they ought to, or even in the even in the workplace, mm -hmm. when um, the employer or the boss is not appreciating your efforts as you would mm -hmm. like him or her yeah. to appreciate it, considering how much work and effort you mm -hmm. put into that project, so it can it can cause some sort of um, reduction in self-esteem, low self-esteem can cause some sort of depression, mm -hmm. some sort of sadness, and 
I think I should, we should quickly mention this that some of these stressors, yes, they can lead to suicidal thoughts. Definitely. Let's just put it out there yes. for people to be aware. All right. Yes. Okay. So thank you very much. Now you mentioned um, for the physical, you mentioned um, increase in blood pressure. I would like to add that there will be. So I think this now will make us delve into the signs and symptoms of stress, which, as you said, increase in blood pressure. For some people, it can cause anxiety. Yes, For some people, attacks. it can cause panic attacks. Thank you very much. It can cause panic attacks. It can cause. Um, did I have I mentioned headaches? No, it can cause headaches too, and then it can cause insomnia because these people are so stressed they can't they can't sleep. Now the beauty of stress and stressors is this. Now when you are under stress, yeah, there's something in the body called the sympathetic nervous system. So it's for fight and flight. So what the sympathetic nervous system does is to help our body prepare for a stressful situation. Now. It can be good to some extent. How can it be good? Take for example, you are preparing for an exam mm -hmm. and then your sympathetic outflow is on 100%. Now, it can make you work harder, make you require less sleep, you understand? Yeah. Can give you the strength and, you, and the energy you need to cover up the syllabus for the test or for the exam. So that's a good way that the sympathetic outflow is helping, even though the idea of an exam is a stressor. Mm -hmm. But of course, if it goes on for too long or it goes on, a problem. yes, it becomes a problem. So at the end of the day, we begin to we begin to see the signs of okay, you are having more energy to work, but then this energy that you are having is already transcending into anxiety. It's already transcend, transcending into lack of sleep. You are needing less sleep, and then at the end of the day, the body also requires rest. There is a lot of muscle tension also, and that is why you see most people their muscles they are so tense they don't and it's so bad that at the end of the day all of the panic attacks for example anxiety for example it um, lack of sleep for example it would definitely tell a toll on the person such that that project that exam or that situation that you are trying so hard to control eventually gets out of control. So people even go as far as um. Um, depending on drugs, I think we'll get there when we talk about the actual stress management. Alright, so um, how can we diagnose stress? Because at the end of the day, most people don't necessarily go to their doctors because they are stressed. So how can we, do you think there is a way to diagnose stress? Um, you know, the, the thing is, stress is related to a lot of uh, mental conditions. And a lot of times, mental conditions are not there. There isn't really a specific test. For mental conditions. Yes. So you realize that a lot of times diagnosing stress is almost always subjective. Yes. You understand? So you will depend on that person to even be able to recognize that truly they are under stress. And many times, I always say, especially in this part of the world, um, Western Africa, Nigeria, there's always this narrative where people tell you you should try to muscle up things, you know, you should try to be strong. Yes. Be I'm strong. Always, I'm, I don't know, but I. <laughs> I always am, would I say I'm against that ideology? There is nothing, there is nothing like man up or, 
what's that? What's that supposed to mean? Yeah, if you are going through stuff, I think it is important that you are ready to speak up. And then when people speak up to, I think it is important that we as a society, when someone opens up to you, you should be ready to support in any which way. Definitely. Don't give words like man up or you are a man this and that. So I think people need to begin to come into that light. But it's fine. Go on. Alright, so to diagnose it, like I said, you need to be subjective. And in some cases where healthcare provider, providers may try to want to diagnose, they may provide um, questionnaires, right? So there will be a list of possible questions that may point to stress. And it's the responsibility of, it's the, responsibility of um, the patient, in quotes, to fill those questionnaires. So at the end of filling those questionnaires, right? The healthcare provider will be able to come at a conclusion as to whether this person sort of evaluation. evaluation. Another way to diagnose it is to point to um, family history. All right. So if there is a trend of stress common among um, maybe the parents um, or grandparents, um, there is a likely chance that this person may also be experiencing stress. So it's not a um, one-size-fits-all approach, but um, overall, it's important to emphasize that people should try as much as possible to be able to recognize stress for themselves, yeah. note those symptoms, yeah. and be more aware of what stress feels yes, like. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Um, so, uh, yes, as you said, family history, trying to recognize stressors and all that. And I think to some extent, when you are, as a, as a medical practitioner, even as a counselor, as a psychiatrist, as a physiotherapist and all that, when you see a patient that has, for example, high blood pressure, or this patient has um, chronic insomnia without any underlying cause, yeah. I think probing the daily activities of that individual is in the right path yeah. because the person might just be under stress and yeah. just needs some sort of distress uh, mechanism or just sleep and all that. Thank you very much for that. So. Okay, so that's how to diagnose stress. Now, we want to really talk about management of stress. And then under the management of stress, I want us to break it into strategies to reduce stress and ways to prevent it. Now, the reason why I say reducing stress is because at the end of the day, it might be at different levels, but most individuals are already under stress. You're already experiencing yes, stress. Yes, and then so strategies to reduce it. And then talking about the ways to prevent it so you don't if you are lucky enough to not be under any form of stress, stress yeah. then there should be ways, practical ways that we can prevent it. Agree together. So now so what can you think? Can you think of any way, any strategy that people that are under stress already can do, things they can do? People they can see anything at all to reduce stress. Yes. Um, first of all, I want to point out that there are unhealthy ways to manage stress. You know, common among youths, we have um, drug use, alcohol consumption, gambling, overeating. People call it stress eating, and some in some cases compulsive sexual behaviors. Yeah. Now, as opposed to that, there are healthy ways to manage stress, and one. I really recommend is exercise, right? Um, because um, research, scientific research studies show that exercise releases endorphins, which helps to um, calm the nerves, and it's a very proper way to channel a lot of strain in your mind, a lot of strain in your emotions. You understand? There's a reason why there's a recent wave of young people um, 
prioritizing exercise more in recent times, you understand. I remember when I was just coming out of um, a major surgery and I could not walk for, for a lot of days, weeks. And even post-recovery, I still felt a lot of stress because I was doing absolutely nothing and I felt like a burden to a lot of people around me. And post-recovery, all I could do was just to exercise. I kept jogging, I kept doing what I could do to keep my body active. And I noticed that along the line, it actually gave me some sense of clarity, you understand. So exercise is a very, very huge way to relieve stress. And the, the choice of exercise depends on the person. There are some exercises that may be too extreme for certain individuals. There may be some that may be too light. Yeah. So it requires proper, proper guidance as well. And um, another thing I would like to add, which is not common for a lot of people to say, but I feel practicing gratitude and embracing, accepting things more helps. When you understand that there are certain things you can control and there are certain things you cannot. But the problem with our social media generation these days is that a lot of people stress more on those things they can't control. You understand? And they don't accept the things they can't control. And it makes us, in many ways, forget the little things that we should be grateful for. So exercise and practicing gratitude more and also making an effort to organize your life. By organizing your life, I mean like planning, trying to plan your day. Now, when you fail to plan your day, when you fail to have something as simple as a to-do list, you place yourself at a position where there is room for chaos, right? So many times I've noticed that when people experience stress, almost always as a result of not properly sitting down to plan their day, not properly sitting down to know that, okay, this is what I want, this is what I don't want, this is how I want my day to go, this is not how I want it to go, you understand? So yes. trying to create a sense of clarity around your life actually helps in managing stress a lot of times. Exercising, um, organizing your life, um, practicing gratitude, and as much as possible also engaging in relaxation activities. Um, recently I've started to take up meditation and routines meditation routines you know when you put all these things out there people tend to tell you things like you are weak you are soft why will you be meditating you don't need meditation you don't need this you don't need that but they actually help so meditation um, there's this thing called guided meditation where you just immediately when you wake up the first thing you should do as much as possible is to grab your phone or check social media you should try as much as possible to meditate you know deep breathing. These are very, very foreign concepts in Africa. They are more common in the US, Canada, and, and the like. But finding more about these things helps you to place yourself in the right direction to relieve stress. So, yeah. Okay, so if I get to properly, Mr. Maya, so we have so, um, two strategies to reduce stress, like practicing gratitude. For example, I think when you mentioned that, what came to my mind was, and then under the planning your day also is, at the end of the day, can you actually sit and make an account of the things you were able to achieve during the day? And not necessarily focusing on things that you didn't achieve. Of course, you are human, you can't get everything done. There are some unforeseen circumstances that occurred, that would occur rather. But at the end of the day, were you able to get something done? And if you were able to, were you able to write it down? Something like that, just so you can have 
in as much as we we tend to capitalize on the on all the things that go wrong can we try to look at the things that have gone right and try to appreciate ourselves and pat ourselves on the back for that i think that can reduce as you said meditation trying to put your day in order so you don't just walk about during the day aimlessly and then as you said exercises it could be as little as maybe a 30 minute walk maybe in the evening while listening also yes thank you thank god i remember this so i wanted to add that you can also just find a couple of music or songs that makes you happy that lifts your spirits regardless of what genre it is if it ticks for you that's totally fine so you can listen to music you can watch movies but i've had people complain that there's no time there's no time for all this exercise there's no time for meditation and if we'll be sincere with ourselves here we live in lagos most people are up by 3 a.m yeah. they get home by 12 a.m and they're up by 3 a.m because they live very far from their workplace so how how would these people manage because they are they are in traffic most of the time or they are working if they are not working they are trying to get some sleep so most people have a very busy life and the next thing you hear is there is no time we where is the time maybe you are the doctor and you are advising the patient that i think you should sleep more i think you should rest more i think you should exercise yeah. meditate but most people when they, the moment the alarm rings in the morning the next thing is not to be late, not to beat the traffic to work and all that. So most people just zoom out of the house in the morning and when they come back in the evening, they are so tired. The only thing they want to do is just sleep and probably maybe eat. Some people even forget to eat. Some people actually forget to freshen up in the evening. They just go to bed. So um, these people with um, very little time in quotes. So what do you think they can do? You know, I, I think um, managing stress also demands some level of selfishness and let me put it that way because you you need to prioritize yourself above every other thing now how did we right, so we need to prioritize ourselves above every other every other thing so we talked about how stress begins there are external factors now we need to make that conscious decision no matter how hard to ensure that we protect ourselves um, it, it boils back to when I also had issues reading on the go. You get, I always wanted to you know, have a separate special room for myself, no noise to read. You get, but along the line, when the, my schedule got more um, packed, I found myself reading while I'll be walking, reading while I'm on the streets or in a bus. You understand? So I feel the answer to not having enough time is creating time trying as much as possible to create as much time as possible if it for yourself. even means being selfish if it means choosing yourself so first definitely every other definitely thing. and one thing um there's this another strategy to really um, relieving stress is learning to say no right yes thank you, know, you. Learning yeah. to i was say just no about to, to get to, to that. responsibilities yeah. that you don't want to demands you don't want to take and it's a very difficult thing to do because you don't want to displease people. Yeah. So learning to say no, learning to stand up for yourself, learning to choose for yourself ahead of others, I don't think it's outrightly selfish. I just see it as more of protecting yourself to become a better person. So that, that would be my response All right. in such a situation. Okay, so yeah, we've talked about strategies to reduce stress. Now, I just want us to quickly go over ways to prevent stress. And I think I would start with this um, learning to say no. It is, it is 
very difficult for most people to say no and i understand we feel indebted to some people we feel like we don't want to let some yes, people down yeah. some people have put us on a pedestal that we don't want to fall off so when they ask us for favors when they ask us to do this even though it means going out of our ways which is not necessarily a bad thing to go out of your yeah. way to help others Definitely. but i just i think we just need to know where to draw the line where to say no because we are genuinely tired and we really need to recharge ourselves so i think learning to say no finding finding a safe space to talk it could be a friend it could be a therapist it could be a counselor it could be even a medical practitioner someone you trust someone you can go to at any point in time to say i need to rest i'm under a lot of stress can you help me okay i just want to talk someone that can just be there for you so i think that too and then looking for activities that you can do that makes you smile that makes you happy that stay makes you positive stay positive thank you that makes you forget about any other worries that you might have now you stealing some time to do that does not mean you are abandoning your responsibilities it doesn't mean you are your your problems in quotes will magically disappear but it means you going back to refresh yourself so when you come back you are of a better state of mind to deal with the situation yeah so i think that's other ways can you think of other ways to i want to say surrounding yourself with positive people you you get um when you get to a certain age you're able to point out those people that are toxic yeah and those people that maybe every time you meet them they're always complaining they're always criticizing everything and everyone so Surrounding yourself with people that instead when you come around them, they always they always have something positive to say to about say, the world. Yeah. They always have something good to say. Yeah. They compliment you when you come around, you know. They're always like a, a breath of fresh air. So yes. surrounding yourself with a positive circle and consuming positive things. Sometimes on social media you may want to step back from all of the noise and um, negativity going on. You may yes. want to maybe go and focus more on some positive podcast yeah. or some positive shows you enjoy it doesn't have to be too serious yeah. so that, and i think eating healthy too is very very important because i don't know we all have to eat yeah. so when you are eating instead of stress eating binge eating sugar and all that or yeah. drinking alcohol i think learning to eat a, an healthy or a healthy balanced diet is very important another yeah. thing that is key to reducing or preventing stress is getting adequate sleep getting adequate sleep can never be overemphasized at least six hours it's very difficult for some people and unfortunately because people that live far from work i've been there before where i was living very far from work and i only always slept four hours during the um in the night because i have to be up early to meet up with the um clock in time you understand but if what's the essence of making all the money if at the end of the day your body is what is suffering for it or even your mind or the people around you because if you are under a lot of stress there is very little that you can give to others around you we are saying around yourself with positive people and positive energy you you as an individual you ought to have that positive demeanor to to give to others so for example you're a family man and you are cranky towards your children so what's what's what um to what end then is the money if they don't see their father as someone that they can go to you are you are the mother okay and then because you're a lot you're under a lot of stress from family from even the children from your husband from um marital duties 
from work duties and all that. So I think we, we ought to take care of ourselves. It's our, it's our responsibility to take care of ourselves just so we can be able to share or spread that positive energy to others also. Do you have any closing remarks? Um, I'd like to say this. Um, stress is a risk factor that accounts for about 80% of diseases in modern day society. And I'd want to encourage the listeners to take as much time as possible to try to recognize stressors. And once they do, just also try to find time to address it. Because the cause of burnout, um, hypertension, a lot of diseases coming up, especially in um, Western Africa, ties down to stress. So it's our responsibility to treat ourselves first, prioritize ourselves, and uh, make sure we become better as a person. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. It's been nice talking to you, Mr. Mwazin. We are so honored to have you. All right, thank you. So, All right, viewers, that's it for this month of April, stress management. I hope that all of what we've discussed would if you if we try to be practical about them and just try to put them into actions i hope that it would help to manage our stress it would help to reduce our stress it would help to prevent ourselves because at the end of the day a happy mind a happy body is what we need to 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 function properly to function at 100 percent all right so that's it guys till we meet next month once again i'm Ademola Osman, and bye for now